relationships I go through And I give it all away Just so I could say that But I know, I know, I know, I know That you're gonna be okay Hey everybody, we're back uh, another jog pod this week. Uh, I, of course, am Dustin Jones. Welcome to another episode of Just Another Why Guys podcast. I am joined by another person that uh, is part of the radio business. I'm, I'm lucky enough to have uh, friends and acquaintances and, and people I went to school with that have been in the radio business that are still active. Um, and so we have uh, another one joining us today. This guy is not only someone who still works in radio, but is... Not someone that I just know from working in radio. This is a guy I went to radio school with, and he has the distinction of being the only person that I went to radio school with that actually works in radio. So we'll be able to talk to him about that and uh, all those those good things. I don't know. Maybe he has a couple stories about uh, things that I don't remember from back then. That uh, it's possible. It's possible I drank a bit while we were uh, in class together, yeah. but. Uh, no, that that couldn't be possible. Joining me today uh, on this episode is uh, the Brown College legend himself, Jesse Skelly. Jesse, welcome to the Jog Pod, sir. Oh, you know what? Like I was saying before, though, I am honored to be asked to be on uh, the podcast, Dustin. Uh, this is uh, this is fantastic. I was looking forward to this all day long. So uh, thank you again for having me on today, man. You you are on a list of people that I've I've cultivated to have on as a guest, and I sure. finally got around to being like, see, my my thing is I'm ter- I don't like to. I don't want to inconvenience people by asking them to, you know, give up an hour of their time or whatever to talk to me. So sometimes I don't ask people that would gladly come on. But, uh, you know, I finally was like, hey, Jesse, why don't you come on and do a podcast and we'll finally knock this thing out. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. No, not a problem, man. Uh, Well, you know, like uh, things do get kind of crazy. I I mean, doing the radio thing but you know what like i i have more than enough uh like more than enough time to spare for uh friends and homies for sure especially uh, people that are you know grinding it out for a passion and it's uh clearly what you're doing man so uh good work i Thanks. appreciate i appreciate it and uh we'll we'll uh we'll tamp down the mutual admiration society here and 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 talk a little bit about what you got going on <laughs> we're just jerking each yeah, other that's right we'll just point, you know so. you know it's it, it's been a, we haven't seen each other for a long time so there's a lot of held back love that we had for each other that you know, we got to just Absolutely. spread out and spread out amongst the people here so when when is the last time that we actually probably saw each other like the last day of class at brown probably right you know you're probably right and i was trying to do the math after you uh contacted me about this and i you know what i i can't remember the last time we talked in any semblance of sobriety because there's been there's been like a drunk dial here and there i believe but uh, other than that like i would i would never drunk dial sir i would never drunk dial anyone that's never (laughs) never happened i in fact i have a breathalyzer on my phone i have to blow into it before i call thankfully i don't have a breathalyzer for this microphone or we would not be doing this podcast right now so it's it's well, possible. It's possible. I've had. Boat, it's so. possible. I've had one or two before we got things rolling. Um, so, I, I want It was either maybe the last day of class, or it might have been one of the times that we went. Where Where the hell would we go? Over by the uh, the super classy Brown College apartments. Uh, was it Joe oh. Joe Sensors? Is that right? Joe Sensors. That's what it was. Yep, that I'm, was uh, Joe Sensors, and uh, I want to say it was Egan or I, I want. I think that's right. Yeah, in Egan, and I think Amber okay. Amber worked there, and we kind of all would start to congregate there uh, and have a uh, a few adult beverages. 
Yeah. So I think you know, I, like that you, that class was just uh, that was something else, man. Because uh, th- those kids, they love to party. Um, <laughs> that was the time, man. That was like really where I got uh, like a good chunk of college experience was uh, partying with uh, with those peeps for sure. And uh, yeah, like it's it's definitely a time that I hold dear for sure. And <laughs> and of course it was it was odd for me because. They were all like eighteen, nineteen years old, and I was like twenty. Right. I was like twenty five, because i yep. I'd been I'd been working and doing my thing for a while before I decided to finally go to Brown, and uh, so that that was a little bit. Now I believe it. So it's been ten years. So I'm assuming the statute of limitations are up on contributing to minors. Um, <laughs> well, there was one time though too that I think that uh, there was a time that I was enlisted to buy beer for the crew and I got turned away because I'm sure that the the clerk at the liquor store in Egan like uh, saw that I got out of a car full of clowns and right. was like no I can't do it I'm just like I'm 21 man like what are you doing but, yeah, uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that was that was that was the thing I and I believe that's how I ingratiated myself with the crew as I showed up with a box of booze one night like the first sure. like first two months, I was like, you know, let's let's make sure these kids all like me and, and understand that, you know, they 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 may not really like me, but they'll at least tolerate me if I bring booze. So that it's, was that was kind of the route I took. The, it's the great equalizer for sure. You know, it, it gets everybody on the same playing field, and then you wake up and just like, oh, well, they did this, but I did that, so. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, we're all we're all the same. Nineteen nineteen year olds will tolerate a lot of bullshit if you show up with alcohol. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So we 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 had a lot of good times. I'm I'm not sure how many of them we want to actually commit to uh, an actual archive for people to to know. But can you think of uh, any good stories that you would be comfortable sharing? Ah, uh, you know, uh, let me, you know, nothing's really like coming to my, <laughs> you know what, actually, I, I think the one time that uh, everybody went out to uh, to the Dinky Towner to go see, you remember Spanky, yep. uh, Josh Nelson, yep, um, his band Premium was playing, and uh, like we went out for that, and that was a pretty solid time, I actually saw Josh, he came down here, for a show and things got off the rails really damn quick. I can't get into specifics, but uh, like it was great to see him. But uh, yeah, like I, I think that that's one that definitely stands out for sure. But uh, yeah, there's just there's so many countless uh, nights of uh, of debauchery that uh, came from that crew. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was like I said, I I will not trade those memories for anything. So now, did you did you ever go to any of the parties at his house? At Josh's, I yeah. think I did once, and uh, I was like, I think we got like we had an early day or something, and I went and got a case of just really awful cheap beer, and I was plying everybody else, but like I was feeling pretty good by like six, seven o'clock at night because we we got things going pretty early, but uh, I remember being there. And that was about it. Oh, and oh, you know what? You remember that time that we had the pool party over at? Yes. Uh, I think that was uh, John Church's. Yep. Do you remember that? Oh my god! And like he passed out under that pine tree. Yep. And I was actually I yeah, was actually but, about to bring that story up. 
<laughs> because I think yeah, I think right you now. can I think you can trace my day drinking back to that day. I don't think I ever like day drank before that. At least, at least, yeah. at, I mean, there. I, I will say there have been days where I drank, but it usually started with uh, drinking through sunup and then drinking into sure. the day. But that was that was the thing about going to Brown is. For, for those of you that don't know or are not familiar with how Brown College works, they did split days. So you either were uh, part of the a.m. class or part of the p.m. class. So we were all in the right. morning. So we would start at 8 o'clock in the morning and we'd be done by noon. So, I mean, if you're done by noon on a Wednesday, I mean, what else are you going to do? Like go get a job? No, you're going to go back to no. someone's apartment and start drinking. Absolutely. I mean, that was and it really, if anything, it prepared me for my time in Wisconsin. So <laughs> you were you really had no idea the training that you were preparing yourself for. You know, like it's it's better that I didn't know because it just kind of brought me on this journey. So <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so you, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you. Uh, of the so how many people started out with us was it 12 oh you know it was probably around that um and then i do remember a few dropping out fairly early right um but yeah i think and then we combined with uh with uh, a different class like in the second quarter or so and we kind of went from there, and uh, yeah, like we, it was kind of uh, like meeting the others from Lost at that point. <laughs> you had to. It was but, interesting because you had to reestablish a hierarchy. You had to reestablish, sure. you know, who was friends with who, and like which groups, like because there was. We already kind of had like the flow of how we did things and and all that sort of stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, there's these new people, and it's just like, no, you, you know, no, you guys go back and do what you're doing. We were fine just the way we were. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, like uh, it, it's just, and you know, looking back though, too, the way that we learned and the way that they teach radio, it was like we learned on carts for crying out loud, it's right. CDs and all this stuff. But like now, it's all automation. And my first job out of school was in Winona, and we had something similar to what we were working with. But the way that, like, it just it, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, I, I think I've learned more on the job than I ever did in my education at radio. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I, I imagine that's how it is. But the, and the the tough the tough part about Brown was that, and they sold us on you're gonna not only are you gonna take radio classes and learn how to do radio. But we're also gonna we're working towards full accreditation, and you're gonna take these other classes, and you're gonna be able to have a, a well-rounded degree. So we're gonna, uh-huh. we're taking speech classes and history classes and all this shit, and we're just like, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like we could have been, we could we were and we were only there for 18 months. Like we could have knocked out our radio program in nine months, spent half the money that we spent. And all have moved yep. on with our lives, but that's you know. There is a radio school in town that has a program in five weeks <laughs> that has like the same the same stuff that they do. They go through like making an air check and they, like they go through the whole on air uh, technique and all that stuff. Yeah, they do it in five weeks. <laughs> 
Did you? Which is pretty depressing, and it's it's a fraction of what we paid to go to Brown. So, and a fraction of what we're still paying to have gone to Brown. True, true oh. story, my friend. True I so story. I if there was a if there was a way that I could make my loans magically disappear, I would. I there there are. <laughs> There are very few things I would not consider doing to get rid of that debt. <laughs> I uh, I know what you're talking about, and I, I appreciate the proposition, but I think we're just going to keep this on a platonic. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. What's interesting? So, one of the people that we were uh, in school with. Um, is is still a, a close friend of mine. Her name is Amber, and it tur- sure. Amber was pregnant for like the first like three months that we were all in school yes. together, and none of us knew. No, like all of a sudden she just yeah. wasn't there for like four weeks, and everyone's like, "Where's yeah, she had a kid? Where's Amber? Oh, she had a baby. She was so <laughs> not only did she have a baby, but she was like." Seven, eight, and nine months pregnant during the first part of we and none of us knew. No, not even a hint. She at wore. All. She just wore none. oversized sweatshirts, and none of us knew that she was pregnant. Sure. And now it's funny because I look and I, I'll go on her Facebook page and I'll see her son and be like, "Damn, that could, like watching him grow up is kind of just like a timeline of like." Every like since I've known her, it's like I just watch him get older, and I'm like, wow. Every time he looks a little bit older, I feel a little bit older because, god damn it, I, you know, yeah, well, I was, I was there, the, I was there you, when you were in your mom's belly. Yeah, right. It's weird. <laughs> now, and you, you did mention that you still talk to Amber, correct? I do. I talk to Amber, um, at least once a month. Oh, nice. I mean, okay. well, not Tom. I mean, no one, like, none really of us, none of us really probably start reaching out a little bit. None of us really talk to each other. I mean, I text with her usually. Oh, okay, gotcha. Usually, what happens is she'll text me uh, if she needs fantasy football advice, or okay. if she, or I will text her if I want to. If if I see the Packers do something stupid, I'll text her and make fun <laughs> of her um, or something like that. Uh, those sorts of things. So I talk to her. You know. She's in. Uh, she just moved to Orlando last summer. So, oh, you're kidding. Yeah, she. Um, well, maybe she moved. She moved to Orlando not long after I moved down to Houston. So, because her her husband her husband works for the TSA, like the airport security oh. people. Um, okay. So they were. I think they were in like. They weren't. Was it? They were in Des Moines or something like that. And then he got transferred down to uh, to Orlando. So she's been. Okay. They've been down okay. there for a while. So yeah, she's. Uh, yeah. She's she's doing all right. Yeah, good for her. You know. As we uh, welcome welcome to the right? welcome to the uh, podcast where I explained to Jesse about how people we went to college with ten years ago are are living their lives. <laughs> Yeah, this is uh yeah, this is uh, completely interesting to uh, just us. Exactly. Well, maybe 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 a few of them will listen and and uh, it'll it'll start a conversation. <laughs> well, is there anything you want to know, like just off the the top of your head? I mean, off the top um, of my like head, radio wise or 
Well, let's talk about let's talk about the radio business for a while. So, okay. how did you? What made you want to get into the radio business? Well, and uh, I I was thinking about this question, and I was probably like maybe eight or nine years old, and I would get grounded a lot, and I would like listen to KDWB religiously. Um, these these people were my friends. Dave Ryan, who's still at KDWB, uh, John London, Michael Knight, and but like the the person that I really looked up to, and I I have actually told him that he's the reason why I got into radio, and he's apologized to me for it. Was uh, Tony Fly? He was a madman at night, and right. all I wanted to do was be Tony Fly. Um, like just his phones were just out of control, man. Like it just, like he would flirt and he would just be wild and it just, and that's what I wanted to emulate. And, uh, yeah, like I just got into it. I got into it, uh, through that and I just snowballed from listening to the radio. I would listen to, uh, Tom Bernard and, uh, Tom Mischke was a big, uh, he was on uh 1500 for a long time. He, uh, he no longer works there. He did a podcast for a while, but other than that, I don't think he does much. But, you know, it's just, it's a passion that just gets in your blood. And you just, and it's actually kind of nice to have, like, uh, people that you look up to. You can, like, reach out to them and, you know, just, like, have a love for this medium. That's just, it's unending. It's in my blood. And I have never wanted to do anything else but be a jackass on the radio. That's <laughs> what I do every day. So. <laughs> so you you had to have been pretty excited when we all got together for like a little group like uh, speaking session, and Tony Fly showed up and and uh, spoke to us when we were at Brown. Were you, were you there for that? I, I are you kidding me? I was there. Like I saw him in the hallway in that basement down there, and I froze. I was like. Are you bleeping <laughs> kidding me right now? Like I am living. Like that was that was something else. And like to actually like hear him and you know and like see him right there, man. It's like uh, it's like seeing like your your sports hero. Like that was the thing, man. Like these radio cats were my sports heroes. And like as geeky as that sounds, man. Like it just that's how it was. And I remember that so vividly, you know. So that that was I was living. Man, that was crazy. I ran into Tony Fly. Um, I want to say uh, probably 2006. Okay. He had the seats next to mine at uh, Monday Night Raw at the Target Center. Okay. Like I sat next to him and his kid on the floor at target center while I was at uh, Monday night raw. I thought that was pretty nice. I, he, and he recognized me. You see, I had an <laughs> talking about being a jackass. I had an interesting, uh, interaction at that little speaking engagement because they, um, one of the things that they harped on us when we first, like in our very first radio classes, uh, the most important thing is the clock. It's all about the clock. You gotta, you gotta yes, know sir. where you are on the clock. And um, I don't remember who brought Tony up to speak to us, um, but whoever it was, they were late. And someone said something, and I was like, "Yep, got to be mindful of that clock." <laughs> <laughs> and the the death stares that I got from about four different teachers. I was like, "I just just making like, are we not breaking balls around here or what?" 
So, yeah. but he remembered that. He's really? like, he's like, oh yeah, I remember you. You were you were the one that you like. You made some smart ass comment or something like that. I was like, yeah, that was me. Sure. So that was uh, yeah, I ran in. So that would have been two. I want to say it was two thousand, like two thousand six ish, something like that. Okay. So now you had mentioned you had mentioned uh, Mishki. Now that that was a guy that you and Zach bonded over, right? Because Zach was really into him. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, yeah, uh, there again, he, he was a late night uh, host on AM 1500 KSTP and he was just, he was a wild man and he would just, he would just open up the phones and he would, he would talk about news stories and make little parody songs and, you know, just, uh, and like just some of the skits that he came up with were just outrageous. But one thing that really uh, stands out with me with Mishki is that he did a bit. It was two hours long and it took up his entire show. <laughs> but what he was doing was he was cutting an endorsement spot for a jewelry store and he just answered the phone cold. And it was some guy trying to get a hold of KSTP TV. Uh, and he was talking about the weather. And what he did, he convinced this caller that he was a meteorologist named Blo Zephyr. <laughs> All right? And definitely look it up online. It's still there. I, I listen to it uh, every once in a while. But he just went on about tornadoes, and this guy was just fascinated. Just And Mishki was pulling stuff out of his ass for like two hours. <laughs> and it was the most beautiful radio I have ever heard and probably will ever hear but uh tom mishke he uh he's something else for sure like back in the day when he was on a late at night right before coast to coast um yeah that was uh that was some classic classic radio yeah i worked i worked at kstp just probably i think like six or seven months after he left okay i think maybe it might have been longer than that but I just I I never really listened to him, but I just I I just I I remember the feelings of being at that. And I can tell you, having worked in that studio, those phones would get the weirdest calls. <laughs> probably probably got, uh, probably holdovers from his show, but they would call and ask random questions, and it it I don't know I don't know if this happens. You worked overnight for a while at Z93 and Lacrosse. For those yep. of you who don't know, Jesse Jesse does the afternoon drive at Z93 and Lacrosse, Wisconsin, and, and we'll we'll talk more about that in a little while. But you worked overnights there sure. for a while. Would you just get yep. people that would randomly call you up and ask like things that they could Google? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that that's kind of a cool thing though about having live local radio. I mean. It, you know, think about it at the time. You're just like, bro, you could have just Googled that. But at the same time, you're like their, you know, like you're their tool. You know, you can like, you, you they just want to know something, <laughs> you know? And that like, that's, it's something that's disappearing, which is unfortunate, but that live local radio, that connection that you have with people, um, like I, it's, as weird as they are, you know, you have that intimacy connection with a stranger and the fact that they, they know you. And that's, that's what I chalk that up to. It's like at the time you're like, Oh, it's kind of annoying that I could just like Google what time the Brewers play or whatever. But you know, just having it that connection with a stranger like that, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool thing. The Now was Z, is Z93, are you, you guys weren't automated overnight? Um, you, you actually well, were like, you actually, like, you actually was, 
Um, what it was is I was doing a uh, seven to midnight. Um, we actually we do have a voice tracker from okay. uh, midnight five. But yeah, like it just yeah we uh, we did like I I was doing phoners and just like all kinds of crazy shit. Like <laughs> it was it was a while. I had to tone it down quite a bit moving up to afternoons. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a good time. Like those phone lines were were always lit up, man. And that's uh, that's what you got to do. So what was interesting for me is I never. Like I've never hosted a show. I've never like the the closest thing I ever did was um, my first job when I got done with Brownies. I was a news director, so I got the okay. news director slash farm news director of a little three station cluster up in Little Falls, Minnesota. So you know, right off the top, that is highbrow radio. <laughs> I hey man, like yeah, small market radio. That's a, it's still it's a, still a wonderful thing. But anyway, go so ahead. basically, what I would do is I I would I would rip and read. Basically, is what we call sure. it. You just rip and read. But so you know, I'm pulling stories off the wire, and then I would go and sit in like the first the first live news uh, for me was at seven a.m. And so I would sit in from seven a.m. Usually till eight or eight thirty, do the news and then like we'd we'd riff on stuff and, and and do that. And man, if you tried to change anything, oh god, those old people would get so mad. We would one the guy who hosted the show was this dude named Ron. Ron okay. Spe- Ron Specker. I swear to God, his real name Ron R O N S P E A K E R. Ron Specker. He and he was a great dude. I loved him to death. And I was like, he he would always kick it to like, let's do some, let's do the news of Hollywood or whatever, you know, talk about what movie was coming out and stuff like that. I was like, right. let's jazz this up a little. Let's do something. So I put together like this little thirty second like sounder that was like a couple of like famous movie quotes or whatever just to play. I was like, drop this in, and then we'll you know talk about the news. And one of the lines I had in there was from Doctor Evil, from okay. Austin Powers, and it said, "Throw me a friggin' bone here." We got like <laughs> forty calls from old people. Oh, you can't say that on the radio. I was like, "Are you?" <laughs> I swear to God, the general man, the the owner of the station, came in. And was like, you can't ever play that again. Sure. I'm like, seriously? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Small market radio. You know, just like you have your farm report, you've got your local news, You and God forbid you miss the obituaries yep. or like the seller's corner or whatever yep. you have at that time, man. Like, <laughs> every time people, people are aware of that. So I still, I still listen to, I still listen to Howard Stern. And sure. one of the things they do, one of the recurring bits they have on there is they'll call those radio stations where they have the, the swap and shop and all that stuff. And we, right. we had, we had that at our radio station. And I'm just like, God, I wish one day they would. I wish they would have called there while I was working there, just because I wanted to. I, it would have been hilarious for them to have called and be <laughs> looking for a snowblower, <laughs> you know. And they still exist. And that, like, like I said, like uh, I'm really glad that that stuff exists. It, Winona, where I where I got my first job, 
Um, they had the party line on every day at 11, and that thing was a monster. And yep. uh, Jim Trotter, who is still over there, he's a billion years old, and God bless him, he's, he's great. But uh, they still do that. And then we actually do have a buy and sell show on Saturday mornings for four hours. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how we do it, but people, we, they, they definitely listen to it for sure. So they got to they gotta get a deal on a snowblower dust. It was the, the one thing that I did really enjoy about my first job is that the guy that I worked for was uh, Senator, former Senator uh, Rod Grams, uh, oh, who, sure. who was, who was a uh, U.S. Senator from Minnesota. So that was cool because I am a full-on liberal Democrat, and he is a full. He was sadly he passed away in the last year or so. Correct. Um, he, but he was he was a diehard Republican, and we would have. It was some of the funnest conversations I ever had because he because of his because he's a politician, he would have like intelligent conversations with me. Like he wouldn't right. just be like it wasn't, and, and of course, the conversations were much different nine years ago than they are now. When when you have a political discussion with someone, um, but he, I I learned so much from him. Even though we disagreed on almost everything, it was it was it was so much fun to just talk to him about that sort of stuff. And you could ask him questions about you know all this stuff, and and he would want to talk about Sean Hannity or one of these guys. I'm like, come on, you don't really believe this shit, right? Like you, you, you know that that's a gimmick, right? It's right. Like, come on, dude. Like re- for real. Like again with this. But he and was like, I, I, I have listened to my fair share of Hannity, and like I would listen to Rush uh, religiously, just solely on the fact that that man is a fantastic broadcaster. Like I, I don't agree with his, you know, like his views, and like I haven't been able to listen to to Rush like ever since. Uh, Donnie got in there, but I would listen to him and he was just so engaging and that's why people love him. You know, they take his word as gospel, but you know, like he, he's just, and like there was, uh, the first time that, uh, um, Obama ran, uh, it was in the primaries and he was going up against Hillary. He had something called operation chaos where he wanted uh, Barack Obama to win, so he had his listeners go into primaries and like vote for Hillary. And this man was such a good broadcaster that he almost influenced an election, <laughs> you know. And that's what I took away from. It, so, when now, where did you where did you start your radio career after Brown? What 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 job did you do first? Um, what I did, uh, it was 2007. It was October, 2007. I started at Winona radio. It was a cluster of five stations. And what I started off doing was I read the news during drive time. So it was like from four until six. Um, I was just reading the news and that was about it. And then I did, Oh my goodness. I did so much board on <laughs> And that's what she kind of did. Like we were a Viking, the twins affiliate. We ran the Gophers. Um, but we, we, uh, Oh my goodness. We had Winona high. We had, uh, Winona Cotter. And then like on our country station, we had a couple other teams that, that we covered as well. So we were doing high school football, basketball, hockey, baseball, softball. We, I, I board up them all. 
and uh, that we, we started off there. Uh, then I, uh, I worked my way into uh, voice tracking a Sunday show on our hot AC. And I, I, you know, I liked it. I, I made the best out of it and just kind of developed a personality, you know? So, and that's, and then, uh, I actually applied for this job over at Z93 for about, I, I, I think I, on the third time I finally got it. Cause I went in there twice and I was just an abomination of an interview, just terrible. But, uh, I finally got it on the, on the third try, but uh, yeah, you know, I was there in Winona for about five years. I was, uh, on all of our stations and that's where I got my start. Yeah, I, board board hopping is is really the last thing that I did um, when okay. I lived in Oklahoma. There was a small three station cluster that, oh my god, it was all right wing radio all the time, and <laughs> I I was like, I can never actually work here during the day. But I would go in sure. and I did uh, like the Friday football roundup um, with where they would do. Yeah, they, we we would do the local high school football game, and then you do like okay. the score sh- the scoreboard show, um, yep. and then I did um, uh, college football. So for Oklahoma State Sooners okay. and or Oklahoma State Cowboys, um, the actually the the Oklahoma games, the Sooner games, they all ran automatically, like. They just okay. they had a program that like they would send the signals down and that would the computer would pop over to the commercials when it was supposed to and all that stuff. Um, but I would do what was crazy is those those games I would be at the radio station for like six and a half or seven hours because they would have an a two hour pregame show. Then they would have yep. like the game would take almost four hours and then they would have like an hour and a half post show. I was like I didn't realize I would be here this long. Ever. So I mean. <laughs> That was, but that was the only job that I had at that time. So it was, it was nice to be able to do that. And I would do, um, some, some college basketball and stuff and stuff like that. But I really haven't done radio now for gosh, seven years probably. So this is, this is, uh, this is the closest I get to do to radio. And it's, it's the closest thing that I would get to do to what I would want to do anyway. So it's really probably for the best that, uh, you know, it, it, uh, my my radio style is is best suited to uh, something that not that many people listen to, and something I can just turn on and do whenever I feel like. So, I'm uh, you know, and, I get and, to like, enjoy like that. I said, you, you've got the you've got the chops to do it, man. So, uh, like you know, follow follow your passion. Exactly, sure. and I so mean, I've like, it, it, I sound like a high school counselor, but uh, you know, like you're doing it, man, for sure. I get to just turn on my microphone, and if I have something to say, I can say it. I don't have to worry about the FCC. I don't have to worry about time constraints. I don't have to worry about sponsorships. I don't have to worry about saying the wrong person, the saying the wrong thing to the wrong person, who's then going to pull, you know, all of their ad dollars out of the radio station. So, uh, oh, this, right. is, this is probably this is probably best for me to just you know do my thing here. When uh, and, uh, oh, oh go, yeah, ahead. go ahead, no, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say, just like, I'm kind of glad that I, uh, like, I work at a company where I'm not under a thumb. I, I can, I can get away with a lot of stuff, but, <laughs> you know, like, we're allowed a pretty long leash at uh, Midwest Family Broadcasting. And that's pretty much the case in all of our stations around the Midwest. But, uh, you, you know, like, you're allowed to have a personality. 
and uh, you know you you don't have well i mean you you have some constraints you can't you know bash major sponsors or anything like that it's pretty common sense but you know that's i i will say that up and down that i am thrilled to work with a company that uh, will like they love radio and they they love their people and they put like we're employee owned which is an anomaly you know in the radio industry but uh like it's just it's it's a really really cool spot to be in for sure so, yeah that's anyway, that's that's ahead. definitely different than than any of the situations i've been in that was actually the the biggest frustrations i had about my first job and about my last job is both of those stations they were the whole the sole focus was how do we make as much ad revenue as possible they didn't care yep. about content they didn't care about how things sounded they didn't want to make things sound better they wanted to know how much time can how many spots can we squeeze in here and yeah the last station that i worked the the station i worked at in oklahoma always pissed me off because one of the other, one of the things that we got hammered in in class is when you cut radio commercials, they're either twenty nine point five seconds or thirty point five seconds. They have to be in between there. No no twenty eight seconds. No thirty three. None none of that stuff. I would go in and play commercials thirty seven seconds. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? And I I know it's stupid. Like most most people wouldn't give a shit. But I'm like, this is no. This is not how you put a, a show to, like. What the fuck? No, yeah, that that would drive me absolutely bonkers. I mean, it, it, like that's the thing. Like with Midwest, like I I have gotten so much better in my production, and like I am focused on keeping it in that little tiny window, you know. So that's uh, that's the way things go, man. Like thirty seven seconds. Give me. A it, it, would just, it would just. It was just. It was just so like. Just no one cared, and it's like, yeah, no. just put it, just play it. it. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter if we come back in. It doesn't matter if you come back in fifteen seconds late into the show that you're supposed to get back into on time. I was oh. just, I would just, it would annoy the crap out of me, and so oh, I just, man, it's giving me a migraine. It's giving me heartburn. <laughs> what was, oh. what, what was interesting though is <laughs> after after I worked there, I I took a job at a credit union, and I was working in a call center, and someone sure. found someone found out that I did radio. And okay. they and so they would ask me to like do uh, the voice work for the uh, the like the YouTube videos that they would do for like mobile banking and stuff like that. And then they started having me. Uh, I would go and cut the radio commercials for them. One time, the one of the people in the marketing department sent me the sent me the ad copy and the voice track for a new commercial that they were doing. And they're like, "Hey, will you take a look at this and see what you think?" And I was like, "Sure." And I listened to it, and I, I swear to God, I heard better commercials in like the first six months of us working at Brown. Like, I, they had went, they had went on one of those, they had went on one of those websites and found, you know, a person. Oh, you know, we do, uh, you know, we do voice work and blah 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 blah. I wrote, yeah. I wrote her, I emailed her back, and I was like, please don't tell, please tell me you didn't pay someone money to do this. And right. They had, they had paid him like 75 bucks or something like that, you know, just to okay. to cut like a 30 second spot. I was like, god damn it. She 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 goes <laughs> she she's like, "Is it that bad?" I was I was like, "Well, you listen to it, right?" Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Yeah, she go, that's, she goes that's she, unfortunate. she goes, "Can you fix it?" Yeah. I was like, yeah. "Are you guys going to pay me to fix it?" <laughs> 
<laughs> I was like, so, of course not. Welcome to radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're going to do stuff for free, and you're going to have to like it. I wasn't even in radio. I I literally I was I was doing. <laughs> I worked for the credit. Like, I worked for the. I, I, I was in the credit. Was, I'm like, like exactly. It's like. <laughs> it's like it's like I'm back in the radio business. Oh, absolutely! Just like do this for free, and uh, like, well, maybe pay you in beer. <laughs> exactly. So I was Which like, I have done more than enough gigs for beer. So, and I have, I have this thing in this this stupid thing in my brain that I can't knowingly let something that shitty that is going to represent my company out into the open sure. for anyone else to hear. So I'm like, I I. I feel like I should get something out of this, but I also feel like if this goes out and represents our company, I will feel like a shithead. So I I, <laughs> I re I rewrote the whole commercial, restructured it, and then went and cut the audio. And I was like, here, like in a day, like at that point, I had I had my audio equipment here at the house, and so I didn't have to sure. go to the radio station. So I rewrote it, went home, cut it, and emailed it to her in the morning. I was like. Here, this is what you want. And she was like, oh, it's so much better. I was like, yeah, I know. It's because it doesn't suck. <laughs> Just, you, yeah. I mean, like, that's unfortunate that uh, your company was taking advantage of that like that. But uh, there you go. You got it figured out, man. I was like, finally, this radio degree is paying off. <laughs> I will. I will. Way to do it. I will say, though, in rewriting that commercial... I used lessons that I learned from commercial writing one on like the first three months that we worked there, like how you're supposed to structure a 30 second spot, how many times, like I use all of that shit still because that's how I think it should sound because that's what they taught us. So for that, so for that, I say thank you for that. I say thank you to everyone at Brown college for teaching me how to write a 30 second spot. Do you remember what the, uh, okay, we had the class with Adobe Audition, right? Yeah. And do you remember what the teacher's name was? It was Paul. Uh, uh, Paul. It's not Kretzman. Um, that's someone else he used to work with. Paul. Oh, I can see his face. Yeah, like the little kind of like beady eyes, and like it was. He had a wide face. Yep. Yeah. I I, I don't know, but like it was actually funny that uh, like I I went to when I was in Winona. I worked with a couple people that actually went to Brown and they had asked uh, my roommate Paul to speak there about radio and all that. So I went with him and I ran into him and I, I remember talking to him just like, you know what? You were such a hard ass, but everything that I have done for my company, you know, it's, it's because of my training here. So I, I, I definitely identify with uh, what you're saying and relate to it for sure. Yeah, I, all a lot of the stuff that uh, he taught us with um, with the computer programs and stuff like that is is stuff that I mean I still I still utilize now. Uh, you know when I cut yeah, when absolutely. I cut uh, when I cut this stuff and and um, my audio production skills are uh, yeah it's some of that stuff was just really invaluable. And I make fun of the fact that, you know, I still pay, I'm still paying for this degree and all this sort of stuff. But <laughs> at the same time, I still use a lot of the stuff that they taught me. I just, I didn't become the radio superstar that, but I will say this, the first, the first day 
of class there, they told us, you're, none of you are going to be Howard Stern. None of you are going to be Arbel. None of you, like, that's not what this is. And right. if you think, if you think you're going to make millions of dollars doing radio, you should just quit now. So they, they, <laughs> well, it's all a bunch of disgruntled radio people. You exactly. Know? Like, they, like, it's good that they told us that because <laughs> the aspirations were like, I, I, you know, I still have like goals or whatever, but you know, like I, I'm not making a, a billion dollars a year. So I, I, I identify that with that for sure. <laughs> now, you know, I've never looked, I've never, I didn't realize that Brown college had a Wikipedia page, but now, cause I was trying to find out who that teacher was. Um, okay. And I stumbled upon their their Wikipedia. Um, first of all, I want to know when they're going to add you to the notable alumni section. I hope never. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's uh, there's a couple people on here. Uh, Rod Grams, uh, former U.S. senator that I worked with, uh, is a Brown College graduate. Sure. Um, Chuck Hagel, the 24th U.S. Secretary of Defense and U.S. Senator from Nebraska. Really? Oh, you're kidding. Oh, I didn't know that. Neither no. did I. Uh, Chad, you know, uh, Jeff Dubay from uh, Puffy from uh, K-Fan. Poor guy. Yeah, man. Uh, have you have oh, you seen man. some of the it's shit that he's with, gone uh, through? What, what he's gone through, sure. Oh, so sad. And uh, and then Tom Bernard. Really? Yeah. Did did we know I, that? I, I I do believe that uh, that Tommy B was part of that, and then of course. Uh, Common man, damn Cole. He was uh he was there. Oh, he's not gonna be happy. Uh, I, I he didn't he didn't picture in the He didn't he didn't make this list. Oh he didn't. He's well, not he's he not on this he's not on this he's not on this Wikipedia list anymore. <laughs> I'm sure he's I'm sure he's devastated. Oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah. Like uh, he he is still fantastic. I, I try to listen to him as much as possible, but like I I've, I've kind of gotten away from him, but do you ever like catch any of uh, the K fan lineup at all anymore, Dustin? I will on occasion. Um, okay. See, because I'm I'm a huge I'm a huge Minnesota Wild hockey fan, so I am yeah. deep into a lot of stuff. So a lot of times, if uh, Rus- Michael Russo from the Star Tribune is on, I will catch that. But I don't. I okay. other than that, not really. Like I don't. I mean, I I know. I know about what PA has going on just because I'll get stuff from, you know, I'll see stuff on Twitter and stuff like that. But sure. for the most part, for the most part, if I'm going to listen to something from the Twin Cities radio, I'm going to listen to my close personal friend Dana Wessel and, and 96.3 uh, Go FM is what I'm going to be listening to. Like that, uh, that cluster <laughs> over there is outstanding. Between Go, uh, like between them, uh, Ben, Dana, and uh, Giselle, like they're fantastic. And I actually applied there <laughs> to, to tell you the truth and dropped Dana Wessel's name nice. in the cover letter. By the by, um, but I yeah, actually, like, uh, between, I, I actually, I actually applied for Giselle's job before oh, they hired. But okay. before they hired Giselle, just as a lark, Dana was like, "Hey, they're going to hire someone." You, I was like, oh, I'll put in an application. I mean, I was pretty sh- sure. He kind of had hinted that, that they were wanting to hire a girl. So, I mean, I didn't actually yeah. expect to get it. But I was like, oh, I'll just apply. You never know what will happen. But <laughs> as a matter of fact, and what we're going to do now is what we call in the business a, a promo for a future upcoming job pod. Next week, Giselle will actually be a guest on this fine program. So oh, you have nice. that to look forward to. I don't. I don't have any interest in in interviewing that Ben fella, but Giselle and Dana can come on whenever they want. 
and you know, in kind of an off way, I think he has a connection to lacrosse. Like I, I think he knows some people that uh, work in, in at uh, at my station. So, oh, okay. In just kind of an off way, I, I'm not. I haven't really asked, but uh, like I think like Facebook friends like through people or whatever. So, <laughs> and that's about as much as I know. But uh, yeah. Oh, how sad is this? Okay, so I googled the Brown College. It's sure. now called Sanford Brown. And it says on the front page of their website, Sanford Brown is no longer enrolling new students. Oh, what? If this school doesn't exist, why the fuck do I still have to pay for it? <laughs> I, de- I demand I demand to... In May 2015, Career Education Corporation announced the closure of all remaining Sanford Brown schools. What? Really? Wow! Our school, I was our school, aware that our school, radio program, our man. school doesn't exist anymore, but, man. Oh well, we always have the memories, Bob. We we do always have the memories. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So what? Uh, now that you've you've been doing your your afternoon draft for a while, and what's what's the thing that you enjoy most about? turning on that microphone every I know you talked about the connection with the people is that is that the fun part or do you like discovering like new artists do you guys get to do that sort of stuff or what what do you find most enjoyable enjoyable about what you're doing right now oh what um you know like it, it is the the fact that uh, I can you know bring a little bit of joy to somebody who's probably just had a shit day at work they just want to like hear their favorite song and maybe like uh, laugh a little bit and that's what my show is is just concentrated fun you know like i do rant and rave about like stupid things that i think are dumb but uh like for the most part i'll read a news story about like some jackass in florida or about whatever and i'll make fun of that and just have like so really like at the end of the story i'll just inject my little opinion or some one-liner or whatever that hopefully will have somebody just hanging on and just maybe like in my head they're laughing in their car, you know, like that's, that's what gets me through. Or, you know what, like, and it's just the gratitude from people though, too. Um, Andy Grammer, he played a show in, uh, in Winona on Friday and we were giving out tickets. We were promoting it. And, uh, as we were walking back after the show, it was great. Um, but walking back to the station vehicle and like, having somebody like hang out of the window and like, thank us for the free tickets. Like that's, that's what it's about, man. And like, it goes back to the whole connection thing, but, uh, yeah, you know, just like, just brightening somebody's day somehow, you know, like that's, that's what keeps me going. And I, <laughs> I work really stupidly hard to like, keep that going and i just that that's what it is man it's just the buzz it's the buzz yeah the thing the thing that i always tell people about talking into a microphone and getting a reaction from people it's it's one of those feelings that once you get it like you want to have more of it like you want it oh like, absolutely it's 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 a, it's a little bit of a rush you know you if you can get you know, one of the things I love to do, I like to get people to laugh or have some fun or whatever the case may be. And once, once you get that reaction, it, it's so much fun. You just, I, I crave it. Like it's, it's, it's one of the reasons that I continue to do this is like, I, I hope that someone finds some enjoyment or, you know, when I say something stupid or whatever, that, you know, someone gets a laugh out of it. And that's, you know, it, there's, there's really, 
There are very few feelings that are better than that. There's a couple, but, oh, but not that crazy. many. Or, you know, like, if you throw out a phoner or whatever, just like just throwing out some situation that somebody has an opinion on or whatever, just getting that, like getting those phone lines to light up, just like getting them both going, just like that's that's what it's about, man. And like just getting that reaction, getting some kind of human reaction is why we do what we do. And uh, you said it's uh, it, you get addicted to it for sure. And, you know, like I, I put up with so much. But, you know, having that little, just like the, the buzz, it goes back to the buzz. But, like, getting that reaction is uh, why we do what we do, for sure. Now, lacrosse lacrosse is a, a bit of a college town. Uh, yeah, it would be described as such. Yeah, so, we've got do you guys. Colleges in, in here, so, yeah. Do you, guys get, do you guys get many, like, concerts and stuff like that that you guys promote, or little venue shows and stuff like that that you guys get to be a part of? Um, you know, like there are a couple venues in town and let me tell you, lacrosse is, uh, a, a, it, it's a pretty underrated live music spot for sure. Um, we, we, be, our rock station, uh, 95, seven, the rock, like they do bring in shows quite a bit. And uh, we've gotten like a lot of bands that, uh, you know, like are just on the teetering point of being popular. Right. Um, are you familiar with uh, highly suspects at all? I am not. Okay, uh, they, they're a pretty solid band right now, and uh, we got them like a couple years ago. And you know what? Like, and we do have a seven thousand seat arena um, that uh, we've brought in some fairly relatively big shows. Um, Z ninety three, you know, uh, top forty. Their artists tend to be a little bit more expensive, right? And, you know, it, it's it's a little bit harder to get them to come to a non-major market, but um, but yeah, like there are shows that come through here quite a bit. We've got rock and country shows that come in all the time, so we've had some uh, pretty big names roll through here, and and uh, people like people seem to enjoy that too. So when now you've. I know that just in the short amount of time, mostly it was when I was doing an internship and, and I got to meet some sports people. Um, but in your in your radio time, is there like a, a, a an artist or, or someone that you got to meet? They're like, oh, this is really cool. I'm I'm really like, this is this is one of those days where being in this business is really awesome. <laughs> uh, I've got a couple. Um, when I was working in Winona, they were a Twins affiliate, and what they what the Twins did was they put on a, a radio affiliate appreciation thing where we went to Target Field. Right. And it was a fantasy camp where you took, like, BP and you were, like, uh, shagging balls and you were, like, uh, like throwing in the bullpen or whatever. But that first year that I went there, we were in the bullpen and listening to Jack Morris talk about Game 7 in the 1991 World Series like you could have blew a dick through my brain and like that was like the absolute craziest shit i have ever heard um but yeah that was really cool and then like going back to winona though too um the, like a couple wild players came down through and like i got to interview them but and that was really cool but getting to meet the man the myth bob kurtz Okay. Play by play of the Minnesota Wild, yep. and like getting to talk to him for a little while, and that that made my day. Uh, I've met like I've, I've met like the sports guys, or whatever, like Bert and uh, Bert Blylevin, and uh, like there are some like not like I don't know music people. They really don't uh, like do anything for me. I guess like I, I've met like a couple, and they it just doesn't really do anything for me. But like just meeting like other radio broadcasters and stuff like that. That's what gets me going. Yeah, my. 
My two the the two vet, the biggest things that for me, um, I've I've interviewed KG in okay. the in the locker room at a Timberwolves after a Timberwolves game. That was pretty cool. Sure. The the one interview that I'm most proud of that I've gotten to do in radio is um, when I worked in Little Falls. Chris Jericho wrote his first book, and okay. I found out the publishing company and because I, I knew he was doing radio tours i got sure. I got in touch with the publishing uh the publishers p r people got put on a list uh for people that could call and get so you like, got we got put on jericho's list we I got put on the list before being on the list was cool. <laughs> But not only that, honestly, I didn't even think that he would do the interview. I was just trying to get a free book out of it. So I I did get the free book, but we also got the interview, which was awesome. I think the only reason he did it is that his wife is actually from Minnesota. She's actually actually up from, uh, like, not very far from where my wife is from, uh, up in the Iron Range. But uh, so that was fun. I think that's. That's probably the my most favorite thing that I've done in radio. The other the other thing that I did that was awesome was I uh I got I figured out how to get on the um media list uh at Minnesota Wild Games. <laughs> okay. And so I would call as the news director and I would be like, yeah, um, we're going to have a person in town. Um, we'd like to have them um, cover the game. And it was basically just me putting myself on the list so that I could go to the game for free. <laughs> but sure. when they when they won the division in 2000, was it 2005? Okay. Whenever they won. So the, 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 the game where they clinched the, uh, the division – I was there and I got Nikki on the list. So both of like, so we couldn't, like I told her, like you can't sit up here and cheer. Like we just have to watch the game and be cool about it. But the only thing that I had ever done when I would go and cover those games, I would, after the game, you go straight down and you go in the locker room and you talk to players. So I just, and I'm not thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to go and listen to what the players had to say after the game and that sort of stuff. So I walk in the locker room and we both have all access media passes so sure. she just follows in right behind me. She walks right into the locker room, and Brian Ralston is standing there with nothing but his underwear on, and talking to re- <laughs> talking to reporters. She walked in, looked. She goes, "I'm not supposed to be here," and just turns around and walks out. That that <laughs> that, that might be that might be my my favorite thing that I other than the Jericho interview. That oh, might be the that, my favorite cool. thing is just. The uncomfortableness that my wife had walking into a, the Minnesota Wild locker room—that was a good time. Um, and then yeah. going and sitting and uh, listening to Jacques Lemaire talk. I listened to Jacques talk all the time. It was a good time. Boogie, you didn't skate very hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody, oh. so my my wife told Michael Russo that she really liked one of the blogs that he wrote. Oh, and he's like, oh, thank you very much. And one of the other media people was like, don't tell him that. You're going to give him a big head. (laughs) (laughs) Russo Radio. Just don't don't be assholes to each other. Come on now. (laughs) So what's uh what what do you got coming up uh, on Z93? You got anything cool coming up that uh, that you guys are doing? Uh, well, like I I really can't divulge a lot of stuff, but uh, right now, um, well, we're promoting Wiener Fest. It's a it's a, a drinking party where you get to eat hot dogs and uh, in a tent, 
that's coming up this weekend. That's uh, <laughs> um, that's this Saturday, this Saturday, May sixth at the Southside Fest Grounds. It's Wiener Fest. You got it. It's Wiener Fest. Gates open. Um, gates open at four o'clock. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, let's see. We got uh, we got something going on with uh, Pet Mom Day, where uh, we're we're pampering pet moms and their and the pooches or kitties or whatever you got. Nice. But uh, like coming up this summer, we've got a. A lot of cool stuff going on, so you just I gotta I gotta keep you on edge a little bit. You know? All we right, a little a little teaser for you to come back and talk about when you got other cool stuff going on. I'm what's the uh, what's what's the what's the big songs that you guys are playing up there right now? What are, what are people listening to? Uh, right now, uh, the Chainsmokers have pretty much taken over the universe. We we play a Chainsmoker song once an hour, pretty much all day. Uh, but yeah, like the, like if you if you haven't had a chance to listen to their album, it's outstanding. Uh, but yeah, like a lot of the stuff right now, it's uh, it's kind of like dancey, like EDM stuff. We got uh, Zed and Alessia Cara, like they they've got a pretty smash hit right now. Uh, Kygo and Selena Gomez, they've got uh, they've got one going. But uh, yeah, like it's it's actually a kind of an interesting time for pop music, to tell you the truth. I mean, I could sit there and like just like gush over a lot of stuff, but you know. It gets dismissed a lot, yeah. but there there's good stuff coming out out of this genre, and I'm I'm pretty proud of the stuff that we play. And our playlist is uh, is pretty outstanding, and people respond to it. So I'm yeah, right it. right now I'm really digging uh, Bishop Briggs and okay. uh, and um, Rag and Bone Man are the yep we're uh, we're playing we we got human going so yeah, yeah like those he, are he's outstanding those are those are a couple that i'm into uh i i really dig ed sheeran's new album i think that um if if people just think ed sheeran is is what he was on his last album this this new album I, like every single track is different so i yep. i really like that i'm bummed I'm, i didn't get tickets he's gonna be here in august and uh i met tickets, oh, really? tickets went on sale and we're we're gone and like five minutes i've seen him once live uh and i really okay. enjoyed that i have a fun i have a fun late august uh early september coming up i go i'm going to i'm seeing Coldplay at uh nrg stadium so it'll be probably about sixty thousand people there for that show oh and then uh and then the next weekend labor day weekend i'm flying to las vegas to see bruno mars at the monte carlo Oh man, that's gonna be red as hell, dude. Yeah, like, good so for you. So like, like I, I guess like the only uh like, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So it's like forty five hundred seats, so it'll be not a huge arena show, Ooh. so it'll, so that should be pretty cool. Damn, that's gonna be good. Yeah, we um the, our concerts are kind of our thing. Like we we try to go see as much live music as we can. So I've uh, you you really have to like there again like uh, I I've I've been on a pretty solid jag of uh, live shows this uh, like this year and like the year before though too um, like I I've got uh, Chris Stapleton coming up in October and I am over the moon excited for that one awesome but uh, yeah we've got we've got some uh, some festivals to check out this summer uh, what else oh I I crossed off a bucket list show in okay. January Dustin. Let me tell you about this one. We went down to Chicago and saw Alkaline Trio play at the Metro, and it was life changing. I feel <laughs> like I've been wanting to see that show so long. I feel like I feel like I remember you playing Alkaline Trio, like when we started doing like pretend radio broadcasts and where we could pick our own music. I feel like I remember you doing that. 
you know, that's that's probably not too far off base. But uh, yeah, like they, that has been a band that has been so important in my life for the better part of like almost 20 years now. And like seeing them in their hometown and seeing people, you know, just as crazy about that band as I am in, a, in the same room, that was just such a religious experience. I, I, I can't, I can't describe it any other way, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's been a pretty good, uh, pretty good year for shows. Like I, I know exactly what you mean about having that uh, big part of your life. Because same boat, sir, for sure. I, I, I feel like a band that you guys are going to be playing a lot this summer is a band called Heim. Um, I, it's a band that I really dig. I've seen them live. Okay, I've seen them live once. They got a new album coming out in July. Um, I think that you guys will probably be playing a lot of that. The other, the other band that I'm super excited that has new music coming out is Royal Blood. Um, I don't oh know if sure, yeah, that that one's gonna be a razor for sure. And like uh, Heim, like they we they did have one with uh, Calvin Harris out that we did spin for a little while. So. Yeah, yeah, they um they got on the they got on the T Swift train uh, a couple like probably eighteen months ago. So they got all the the Taylor Swift fangirls uh, building them up, and then they just dropped um they dropped a music video last week that was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Which was very oh, interesting. Kidding. So, I want to check that out. That's pretty cool. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, Royal Blood has a new has a new single out right now. That's that's really good. They oh, it's it's great. It's so good. I've seen I've seen them live too. It's it's amazing. That's two dudes playing that all that music. Like, all all that sound comes from two dudes. Oh man, it's it, they they're a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um yeah, like I'm I'm a big Royal Blood guy for sure. The 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 thing I miss the most about the fact that we moved down here is when we lived up in Oklahoma, about 45 minutes from where we lived is we had a place called Kane's Ballroom. There was about 3500 people could get in there yep. and they had some amazing concerts and that that's the place that that's probably the thing I miss most about having having moved down here, but I saw I saw a ton of great shows there. Um in fact, um, I think the I think maybe my favorite show there was uh, Gary Clark Jr. I don't know if you know who that is, but oh, are you kidding me? Yeah, <sighs> absolutely, so good. <laughs> That'd be really good. Oh, so awesome! I could talk about all the I, I you know I've been to a ton of shows in the last few years. I could talk all day about music, but it's been uh, I've had you here for over an hour. I'm sure you have uh, uh, things that you'd like to do to wrap up your evening. You've talked, been talking since two o'clock this afternoon so i'm sure you're ready to yeah well no this has been uh this has been very enjoyable like i uh like you know we we got to catch up a little bit and uh you know like this has been fantastic like i said we haven't talked in the better part of like 10 years man so this is good well i can promise you it will be much shorter than 10 years before i bother you to come on and and uh talk some more but (laughs) so we'll definitely do that again we're gonna wrap this up i appreciate you taking some time and joining us again if you want to check out uh jesse he is on uh, Z93 and lacrosse. Uh, their website is Z933.com and he's on from 2 to 7. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Z93Jesse. Give him a follow. You know, everyone everyone likes to get some Twitter followers. It's always yeah, fun. Yeah, I appreciate that. Always, Thank you. It's always fun to get Twitter followers. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disturbed that you have half as many Twitter followers than I do, and you are on a, <laughs> a very cool radio station. So let's get Jesse, yeah, well, let's get Jesse some more Twitter yeah. followers. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll start, we'll start the campaign to get you some more Twitter followers. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Jesse. I really appreciate it. That's yeah, it. thank you, man. That's it for this week. 
eh, I don't know. Maybe we'll have more this week. This is the second one that's going up. Who knows? It's it's fluid. We'll we'll definitely have more guests coming up for you. As always, so thankful that you guys take the time to listen to this show. That's why I do it, so you guys listen. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you all later. This is just another White Guys podcast. Always protect the five hole. It's just me against the world.